Praise the Lord, Craig. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? I've been waiting for this day. I have been anticipating this day, praying for this day. I don't know what God has in mind. I'm not trying to manipulate anything. It's all up to Him. If He wants to move today, He'll move. I'm just praying for it. See, I've had this deep soul feeling (laughs) that God just wants to do something new and significant in the lives of His people. Maybe it's because I need something new. Deep soul feeling. I don't think it's unlike the feeling they must have had in the first century. Those first Christ followers leading up to the day of Pentecost. This this deep sense that something significant and great and powerful was going to happen. See, for them, and, and for me, the excitement started way back at the resurrection. I mean, do, do you understand that? That the, the resurrection happened, and, and their whole world changed. The resurrection, an unexpected, amazing miracle from God. You see, it was unexpected because Jesus was dead. <laughs> Remember that? Did you hear the story? He was dead. I mean, they knew it. They saw it. They had seen him hang on a tree and breathe his last breath. They saw them take his body down from the cross and take it and put it into a tomb and roll a large stone over the front. You see, Jesus was dead. As dead as anyone's ever been dead. Unexpectedly, Amazingly, incredibly, he came back to life. And he rose from the dead. They were part of that. They saw it. And their triumphal battle cry from that day forward was, He is risen! He is risen! He is risen! You're getting better. That's where all the excitement started eight weeks ago. The resurrection. It continued as Jesus showed Himself many times to those followers of His for the next 40 days. Giving them many convincing proofs that He was alive. The excitement continued. And it was building. What would happen next? Well, right before their eyes on day 40, Jesus ascended into heaven. (laughs) I'm not sure that surprised them after the resurrection. I mean, what was next? Jesus ascended right before their eyes into heaven to take his place at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and me. Another incredible miracle right before their eyes. 
What would happen next? What was next? I mean, anything can happen now. Well, immediately two angels showed up and told them to get, get busy, get about the business that Jesus told you to be part of. Go, go do that, Jesus said before he ascended into heaven. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father has promised you and you've heard me speak about. They all went to this room, this, this upper room, this, this room in Jerusalem. 120 of them packed into that room. They waited and they prayed. They waited, they anticipated, and they prayed. And as they waited, I believe they too had this deep down soul feeling that something significant was about to happen. What would it be? How would it happen? The excitement was building. Ten days, one day after another. The excitement was building. The anticipation was thick. What would be next? Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tons of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were today in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Miracle. It was a miracle. They waited and prayed. And God poured out his Holy Spirit. Well, what's next? Pentecost is God's next. Pentecost was God's plan. Did you know that Pentecost was the plan of God for his followers? Pentecost was God's plan for his children. It was his plan all along. You see, we, we get it. We get it about being saved. We get it about the resurrection and Jesus coming. We, we know that it was prophesied in places like Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where it says, Unto you a child is born, unto you a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Six hundred and some years before the birth of Christ, there's the, there's the prophecy. We understand. We know that the resurrection is something that God planned for all God's people. We understand and we believe that God sent His Son to save everyone. Isn't that right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We understand that, that the Easter needed to happen, that the resurrection was God's plan. Do we also understand that Pentecost is God's plan? It seems to me that sometimes we 
emphasize the resurrection, and we absolutely should. But then we tend to somewhat forget or de-emphasize Pentecost in some circles. You see, Pentecost was just as much God's plan as the resurrection. Pentecost, in the lives of those first century Christ followers that that had gone through these 50 incredible days following the resurrection, Pentecost was God's next for them. It was prophesied about too in the Old Testament. In Joel chapter 2, years, centuries before the, the day of Pentecost, this is what Joel said. God said through the prophet Joel, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. See, the resurrection and Pentecost are God's plan for people like you and me. Somebody say amen. It's God's plan for you. It's His plan for you and me and the world to be saved. Absolutely, it is God's plan. But how about being filled with the Spirit? You see, Pentecost... The outpouring of the Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit, is God's plan. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Say that with me. Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Is it possible? I think with me this morning. Is it possible for a rushing, mighty wind to fill this place? Is it possible? It happened with them. How about us? Is it possible for the Holy Spirit to violently fill this place? Is that possible? See, these first century followers of Christ were people just like you and me. They were people following God, following Christ, just like we're following. One day after another. And Jesus said, go, go wait. Wait for what? I don't know. Just wait. I've got something next for you. God has something next. You know, as I look at this scene, these Acts 1 and 2, these, the, the things that are happening in the lives of the disciples and the followers of Christ, the 120 in the upper room, I've noticed a few things that, that in, my, in, in, my, in my opinion, helped usher in the Holy Spirit. I believe He did. And if it ushered in or helped usher in the Holy Spirit for them, what about us? Come, Holy Spirit. Come. Would you say that with me? Come, Holy Spirit. Come. What was going on with them while they were leading up to and waiting for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit the day of Pentecost. You know what they were doing? They were seeking God's next with all their hearts. You see, they they had put everything they could into it. There was an intense focus on God. 
There was an intense focus over a period of time on God for whatever was next. I want it. I long for it. I need it. Send it. Give it to me, God. Send what's next for me. For ten days, there was intense focus on whatever was next. They were seeking it with all their hearts. See, Jesus said, go. Go to Jerusalem and wait. Go to Jerusalem and wait for the gift my Father has promised and that you've heard me speak about. They went. They didn't know what it was going to be like. They didn't know how long they were going to have to wait. They just waited and prayed in an upper, upper room with everything they had. Do we seek God like that? Is God that important to you and me? We long for, we pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But our walk with Him is up and down at best. Why were they so intense those ten days? Because of the resurrection. It was true. Whatever Jesus said they would do, go wait. They waited. They experienced the resurrection. They saw the ascension, the two angels and all of that. Wouldn't you go wait if Jesus said wait? Well, we, you and me, we can experience, we have experienced the resurrection. It still means something today for you and me, for followers of Christ. It still changes everything today. Jesus says to you and me, brothers and sisters, go and wait for what's next. Too often, we're satisfied with the rut with the routine, with dabbling in it. Too often we have these preconceived ideas drummed up over years on what it's really like. And what God wants to do is He wants to blow that apart and fill you with His Spirit. See, they were seeking what was next from God. I wonder, would the Holy Spirit been poured out on that day of Pentecost to those people if they hadn't been intensely focused on God? You see, I, I need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I need that. I need to be intense with God so that He'll move in my life. And you mind me saying, you do too. You do. But we don't put into it what we need to to get what God has out of it. See, they paid the price for the outpouring of the Spirit. They paid the price for God's next. And it changed their lives and the world. Are we willing to pay the price for God's next in our lives? Well, we pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We pray for it. We long for it. We have anticipated this day. Lord, help us to, to seek You with all of our hearts. That's what was happening before the, the Holy Spirit was poured out. 
If you want God to move in your life, you've got to do the same thing, and I do too. You've got to be intense with the Father. Is there anything more important in the world today than that? Somebody tell me. Seek Him with all our hearts. There's a promise. If you seek Me, you will find Me when you seek Me with all your hearts. They were seeking God. What's next? They were seeking what was next from God and He moved in their lives. Sounds like a pattern that we need to follow. Something else I noticed that was going on with those folks that was really significant and I believe helped usher in the Holy Spirit on that day of Pentecost. In verse 1 it says, they were all together in one place. You know, there's that unity thing again. They were all together in one place meant more than they were just together. It meant that they were of one mind. They were unified. You cannot, we cannot overemphasize the impact and the power of unity in the body of Christ. We cannot overemphasize that. Unity in the body of Christ. Not just here, but the larger body of Christ. That's why I got excited when 21 churches across across Fort Wayne, 21 churches starting May 2nd prayed each night and, and tossed off the baton each night leading up to Pentecost. Unity in the body of Christ. We cannot overemphasize that impact. Today is the global day of prayer. People, maybe more than normal, lifting their voices in prayer to God on this global day of prayer. You cannot overemphasize the impact or importance or effectiveness of unity in the body of Christ. Yet, you know, some of us, we eat our own. Christ is not pleased with the way we treat each other sometimes. You see... These people were together. They were unified. And they weren't, they weren't totally exactly the same. There were men. There were women. There were people with different perspectives. There were people from different political persuasions in that upper room. There were Democrats and Republicans in that upper room. All right, in their context. People on polar opposites of the political scene were in that upper room. And all of their differences... All the things that they should have had against each other were pushed aside and possibly destroyed when they were all seeking God's next. When they focused on what they had in common with each other, Christ and Him crucified and what God wanted to do next. My prayer is, on this day of Pentecost, that God would take the, the, the chip that we might have on our shoulder and knock it off. I believe what helped usher in the Holy Spirit was that they were one. I believe if there were divisions in that group of 120, God would have chosen someone else 
at another time to pour out His Spirit. Unity is a big deal to God. And it's a big deal to our enemy too, who tries to destroy the unity in the body at every place he can. One more thing that was happening with these folks. It's just pretty cool. And I believe helped usher in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Is that they had this, this holy expectation that God was going to move. <laughs> it wasn't a hope so expectation. It wasn't a think so expectation. It was a no so. I know that God is going to move in this place. I don't know when. I don't know how. I just can't wait to see what happens and be part of it. They prayed as if it were going to happen. They prayed with incredible faith in the Christ who was crucified, dead, buried, risen from the dead. And in the God who raised Christ from the dead, they had incredible faith in God that He was going to move. And He did. Maybe we should try that. Praying as if we believed God was going to move. Not putting Him in a box and saying, God, in order for You to move, You've got to do it this way. No, no, no. Destroy the box. Let God move and let God do things the way He wants to, the way He knows needs to be done. We take our hands off. But just pray, expecting God to move. Have you ever done that? They did. You know what happened? He moved. <sighs> Outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They were seeking God's next with all their hearts. They were one in the bond of love, unified, love one another. And they expected God to move. Can I pray for a minute, Lord? Man, did I struggle trying to figure out what you wanted to say today. What do you want to say, Lord? What else do you want to say to us? Father, I'm praying right now with an expectation that you're going to move. All across this place. In our hearts. As someone wrote on the blackboard in the prayer room, let your spirit flow, Lord. Let your spirit flow. Father, fill this place. Fill each heart. Oh God, we need you. See, Pentecost was God's Next, for the followers of Christ. God's next. Pentecost was just as important, just as necessary as the resurrection. God's next for people like you and me. Where are you 
in your relationship with Christ, in your walk with God? Where are you? What's next for you? Do you know? Doesn't matter if you know. You just know that you need something next. Whatever's next. You get in a room somewhere, or drive in a car, or take a lunch break, and you seek God. What's next, Lord, for me? You, you act as if, you pray as if He's going to do it, and you know He's going to do it. And then you wait, and you pray for God's timing, and His blessing, and the outpouring of His Spirit. It's all yours, God. I'm done. These last moments. I'm just going to ask God to speak. I'm finished. I'm, I'm done with what I have to say. We've got time left. You need, I need, what God has next for us. And it starts right now. When you right now start seeking Him with all your heart. And you do that in prayer. You, you bow before God. You say, God, I need more. I need what's next. With everything in me, I need what's next. It can start today. Perhaps some would want to come and, and kneel and talk to God. <clears throat> come, Holy Come, Holy Spirit, fill this place.